Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Group on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSports.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast, episode number 462. I'm your host, Christopher Jones. We're going to talk some football tonight, CFL football, maybe some NFL football. Charles is talking, meandering back and forth about something, but uh, yeah, I don't know what the hell's going on. It, and Will was talking about some barn burner down in, in, in the NFL right now. What was it, seven to nine? At, 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 I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're, not going to, we're going to talk CFL football because that's what we do best. And we love doing it, and because well, that's why the show's called Let's Talk CFL because that's what we talk about. Anyhow, uh, what are we? We're today. We're Remembrance Day. Remembrance Day is a very important day for all Canadians, and it always has been, and and it should be. Canada is a very proud nation, and we have sent our young men off to war and women. Uh, on numerous occasions, many, many, many of them did not come back. We need to remember that. We rem- need to remember their sacrifice for our, for us, our country, for our nation. And I've always said that. And since I was a wee boy, I, I've had that phrase embedded in my head, lest we forget. Coming from a long line of military personnel, my grandfather, his brother, my father, many of my uncles that fought in both world wars, Remembrance Day was always important. We as children were taught that importance. Today, our once proud and brave nation has forgotten those three little words, the words we should never have forgotten. Those brave young men, young men and women that fought and died to protect our way of life our freedom are no longer relevant. They protected us from tyranny, and now most of us are welcoming that devil into our lives. We're traveling down a slippery slope that has no way of recovering except for a revolution. We all read this. We all read in our history books how the Nazis slowly and quietly removed the personal freedoms of their citizens to the point that they could no longer defend themselves. We came to their defense, who was going to come to ours. I was once prepared to give my life for what this country stood for. Now I'd give my life to protect my family from what this country has become. Very interesting statement. Um, Very true. I'm sorry to say, unfortunately. We need to remember those people, what they did, what their sacrifices were, not only on the battlefield, but many years afterwards. Was very ugly. We also have to remember what they did that for, what their sacrifice was for, and it was protecting the rights and freedom of this country. Those are sacred. We should not be giving them away so freely. And it saddens me that we are. November 11th, 1919, 11 a.m., the end of the war lest we forget. Please don't. 
Sorry, Charles. Had to. Uh, I'm going to open up the mic now to my uh, colleagues on the panel. Uh, Charles Clip, Will McDonald, welcome to the show, both of you. Charles, uh, we, we're doing the show tonight on Thursday night because Charles's father is ill and in the hospital, and family comes first no matter what we do. So uh, we, we, we wish him a speedy recovery. Welcome, Charles. Uh-oh. Mics are open. Are they not? Somebody say something. I'm here. Oh, there you go, William. Charles is quiet. Go ahead, buddy. How are you doing? Welcome to the show. You're talking to me, me or Charles? William. Oh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, you know what? I, uh, I, uh, I don't, I don't like the, what Remembrance Day has turned into, to be honest with you. For a lot of people, it's a stat holiday. That's all it is. Okay? I know. And, and I, I don't know if you remember when we were going to school, um, and that was a long time ago. Um, it was, 50 years ago. 40. Right, but they used to have they used to have a minute of silence at eleven o'clock in whatever school you were in, and that was it. And I was also yep. I was also a cadet in those years, so I used to go to all kinds of ceremonies when I was a kid. And my father was in the Second World War, and my father-in-law was in the Second World War. And I, while they were alive, I went to ceremonies, and I haven't done that for many years. And it's too bad, but I, I, I noticed today that a lot of people work today and they're going to take Friday off for a long weekend. And it just, it kind of disgusts me a little bit. So that's all I really have to say about it. I mean, I, I, I go ahead. I just think we've lost the meaning of it. Yeah, I do too. I do too. So I, I, mean, I uh, we've lost the meaning of Christmas. Yeah, we've lost you know, the meaning. We've of a lost, lot of lost the meaning of a lot of things. Yeah, we have. And it's too bad. It's too bad. So it, it, it's but, commercialized hey. and it's all about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is. We got Charles. Charles, welcome. Well, for me, for me, Remembrance Day is. Um, it's always, I mean, my grandfather uh, was in World War II, and I know what he fought for, and I know what they all fought for, and it's, uh, it's, um, yeah, I, I agree that uh, people have lost the meaning of it. It's, it's too bad because it shouldn't be, because it's something that's important. It's very important, and fortunately, Remembrance Day hasn't got as commercialized as other events. I'm talking yes. about Christmas. Yeah. Okay. Because then that would just be disgusting. But um, you, you're right. Well, it's a sad holiday, and, and I know somebody who worked today so that they can have tomorrow off. I know people who wanted to work today because they got time and a half for it. Uh, you know, it's just, yeah, we, we had the, the – 
the bell went off at 11 o'clock. We all stood at, from our desks. We stood silently with our heads bowed. And we, for a whole minute, we just sat there. We stood there and, and, and thought about it. And it was usually we had a big discussion before it happened so that we knew what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't believe the yep. kids today know shit about it. Well, I, they did no, have. No. I know at my son's school they did have a. Um, they did have a Remembrance Day assembly, so I know that they did do do that. So. Yeah, and but you know what did they do at it? I don't know. I I, I'm there. not guessing it. I, I don't know, right? But the majority of the time they're doing some play or they're doing something else, but it has nothing to do with why we have a Remembrance Day. Right. Usually, I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm not generalizing here or maybe i am generalizing and i'm not saying that it's exclusive that way and whatever i i you know i think i told you guys the story about my grandfather who in world war one left his farm in regina or in saskatchewan and went over fought at vimy ridge and was listed as killed in action and his name is on the memorial of vimy ridge in the south of france i've seen it I touched it, okay? Or fortunately, he didn't die. Mm -hmm. He was wounded. He went to hospital. They lost him, so they declared him dead. Told his wife that he died. He came home. The wife had sold the farm, taken his two daughters and moved, and he never saw them again. Wow. So not only was his, you know, did he lived the horrors of the war being wounded uh he came home and lost his life livelihood lost his farm lost his living lost his family mm-hmm. and and you know it, it, the sacrifices that these men made for for us is monumental that we must never forget We can't forget it. Uh, I just like to remind people what, why they did this. Okay, let's talk some football. Unless you guys got something else to say. No, I'm good. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Okay, I'm good. Did you guys? Did you guys do anything today? Anything special? I did the same thing today I do every day. I went to work. Yeah. Because I and, 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 that's and, okay. at, and at eleven o'clock we did what we did when we were in school. We had a moment of silence throughout the whole office and then we got on with our work day. And so nobody's taking a stat more, holiday and in, nobody in Calgary? No, it is a stat holiday, but uh most of us choose to come to work, so so. I, I live in a very unionized province, and the union won this as a staff holiday years ago, decades ago, and it's a day off. Yeah. It's a day off with pay. And it, it's not that way right across the, the, the country. In fact, I remember head office in Toronto yeah. absolutely going ballistic because we demanded to take the day off when I, when I was a working slob. No, it is a stat. It is a stat holiday in in Calgary, but I mean, in some uh, places it's not. Though he's right. 
Yeah, I I I I know it is. I, I yeah. So and I and I guess Winnipeg's probably having a scat holiday because they're getting shit canned with snow right now. Okay. <laughs> it's snowing in the peg, <laughs> big time. So kind of funny. I like it when it happens to them. So. Yes, 100%. Okay, let's talk to football because we can do that. We had um, bring up the Sparky list. We had four games last week. Um, not all of them went according to plan. I honestly thought BC was going to win. I thought they could have won. They probably should have won. Um, we got a new kicker. Don't think that really helped. Uh, final score in this game was BC 18, Hamilton 26. I watched this game. I think I was just numb because I don't remember too much about it. I just looked at it and shook my head and... I think I threw up a little bit in my mouth and just carried on. Uh, total points for the game was BC was um, sorry was 44 points. Uh, CJ, you went with 48. You're off by four. You got no points for the Hamilton victory, but you did get 34 points on this one. Uh, Charles, you took BC at 44 points. You nailed it. For a whopping 50 points, but you missed 100. Yeah. Ed, what was your take on this game? This game was legitimately there for the taking for the Lions. It really was. And they just couldn't make the plays when they needed to. It's as simple as that. They, they made too many mistakes. Again, the kicking, it wasn't as bad, but they still missed converts. Uh, I think he missed two, at least two converts, if I'm not mistaken. How do you do that? in this game? I don't know. He made all his field goals and missed converts, which I just don't understand. Um, but you know, the Lions, for all it was worth, they were in this game right till the end. I know it was 15 to three at halftime. But, I mean, 15-3, to 12-point lead at halftime is nothing in the CFL. Mike Riley was really good in this game. He threw for over 300 yards. Unfortunately, most of it was between the 20s. Um, they have actually two rushing touchdowns. Lucky Whitehead, Lucky Whitehead came back in, uh, in form. He had nine catches in this game. Brian Burnham had seven. The Lions very easily could have taken this game. Uh, like I said, their field goal kicker was perfect on field goals and on converts. Uh, did it say converts? Yeah, it's, um, doesn't say it's, it's converts. So Why does it not say that? Where? Hello? I'm just saying his converts were not so good. Yeah, he missed them both. He missed at least two. So um, the tie cats were pretty good in this game. Jeremiah Mazzoli passes for 258 yards. Uh, Brandon Banks, uh, six catches. The thing was in the Lions, they didn't, they couldn't make the uh, offensive plays when they needed them, 
and they couldn't make the defensive plays when they when they needed them. So that I know that kind of goes without saying, but if, I mean they had chances uh, to overtake the Ticats and they just couldn't do it. And the Ticats come out with the win, and the Lions are now on the brink of playoff elimination. It is what it is. Yeah, it, they they really look like a high school team to me. They just at times, yep. They they just were not performing on all cylinders, not the way they should have been at this time of the year. It it, it was very sad. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, let's. Wow, I just muted myself. <laughs> I'm muting you guys back and forth because when the other one's talking, you guys are making all sorts of noises. Will, Will is yawning and sneezing and doing all sorts of things. So, uh, Will, your mic's open. What did you think? About, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. i got to get over the Sparky score. Uh, so you took Hamilton at 38 points. You were off by six. You got a victory of 130 points for this game. Well done. Uh, what was your take on the BC-Hamilton game, William? You know what? Um like like we're coming to the end of the season here, so I think you can go give overall evaluations of things. And I think Hamilton is starting to come on right now. And I and I still think uh the East playoffs are gonna be something to talk about. And I Jeremiah Mazzoli, which I don't like him that much, but he seems to be playing well. And I my biggest issue this year with BC is I thought they would be much better coach-wise this year, and I don't think they are. I, I, I don't know. I'm, call not, me, I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing. Call me stupid. Call me whatever you want to. But I just – the coaching hasn't jumped off the page at me this year. And uh, I don't know if that guy was the right choice, but – I guess he's probably going to stick around for a while. Um, And, you know, so, yeah, you know, and it's too bad because as much as, and I don't, and I don't really like the Lions, but it would be nice if they could be better. Okay. It just helps the league in general if they're better. And if every, I like to see all teams better. Yeah. But once again, the best way to get fans the best way to get fans in the seats is by winning football games or winning close football games. And I just, I just haven't been that impressed with BC's coaching staff this year. So, okay. Especially um, you, you, you when, a, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, especially you, when what you're going to say, they, they've been trying, they've been trying to find a fucking kicker all year long. <laughs> and, and they can't find a kicker. Like, how can you not find a kicker? Come on. Just saying. I, I understand that. Okay, so you, you made a comment about Hamilton being greatly improved, okay? Now, in the last six weeks, Hamilton lost to Montreal. Hamilton lost to Toronto. Hamilton beat Ottawa. Hamilton beat Edmonton. Hamilton beat BC. I'm not seeing a trend here where a team is getting better. 
Yeah, but I, I think they've they've looked better, in my opinion, in those wins. And Mazzoli looks better. Look and, maybe, and maybe that'll change once. Well, bottom line is they look better than BC because a win is a win, okay? Um, yeah, I agree. I just, I just didn't look think good. they're starting... I just think they're starting to come on. So just just hold on for a little bit. You might be surprised. And once again, at the beginning of the year, they were supposed to be the front runner. And yeah. they did not prove that. But they've had quarterback issues. Both their starting quarterbacks were hurt. And uh, now I think they're starting to just jive a little bit. You wait and see. We'll see what happens. Well, they're going to play Toronto this week. And then they are playing Saskatchewan the week after. Okay. I'm talking. So, I'm talking. I'm talking. Wait for the playoffs. See what happens. If they make, well, they will yeah. make the playoffs. So. They 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 have made the playoffs, but you know we're talking about Hamilton, Montreal, and Toronto. Not one of those teams is a powerhouse. And without you question, don't, Hamilton you don't, could be in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Without but question, Hamilton. Hamilton, Toronto, and Montreal, I mean, like it or not, Hamilton, Toronto, or Montreal is going to be in the fucking Grey Cup this year, whether you like it or not. Because all three of them have made the playoffs. Right. All three have made the playoffs, 100%. And and I still think it's a toss. I think it's a toss-up to who's going to be there. Uh, I agree. agree. That's what I'm saying. None of them are powerhouses. They're all no, mediocre no. teams in the East to right be, now. You know Nobody's what? ripping it fair, up. To be fair, with the exception of maybe Winnipeg, I don't think you can say any team in the CFL is a powerhouse. I don't think it matters West or East. No, you're right. You're right. Agreed. It's an off year. Yes, it I is. Mean, I mean, I, I just wonder. My biggest thing is, is I'm going to – I might give Montreal the edge right now because out of all of them, and I can't believe I'm saying this. I don't know if you guys will agree or not. Trevor Montreal Harris. has the best. Montreal has the best quarterback out of the three teams, by far and away. Agreed. I so, I can't disagree. No. So you know, I mean, if he if he. Buckles down and it becomes something. I think they'll they could be in the Grey Cup, but who knows? Well, I, I, I would if I was putting money on it, I would put on, it on Montreal right now. I think the Owls have the best chance. I would still lead towards Hamilton. I don't know why, because I I'm kind of with Will that I think they've been better. I mean, I don't think they were great, but none of them have been great and. Hamilton has the experience of being in the Grey Cup most recently. So I, I still think I would lean to Hamilton. Yeah, well, I, I don't think Zoe's got what it takes. I don't think he can take We shall see. We will. He will. Yep. Okay, uh, next game up on the Sparky list was Saskatchewan into Edmonton. And talk about a snore. Oh, my God. Okay. 
Uh, final score was 19-17. If Saskatchewan Rough Rider fans are how are are excited about the way that their team is playing right now, oh man, they got to stop drinking the Kool Aid. Uh, total score for the uh, game was 36. CJ went with Saskatchewan because I kind of figured they were going to just mop the floor with Edmonton, and it was almost impossible for me to pick Edmonton. Um, they, I went 45 points, and I thought I was pretty conservative. Uh, total was only 36. Off by nine, I got 124. Um, Charles, you took Saskatchewan at 50. You're off by 14. You got 14, so 114 points for you. Uh, what's your take on this uh, game between the two greenies? It was awful. Um, it was a really boring, yeah. boring football game. It was a care for insomnia. I mean, Saskatchewan won, but, boy, how do you celebrate a game like this? I mean, first of all, Edmonton's a terrible football team. For Saskatchewan to only beat them by two points when they want to be taken as a credible uh, Grey Cup contender, I don't know. This is, uh, this is a game where they should have stepped on this team, and they literally let them hang around. I know Edmonton scored two in the fourth quarter and almost let them get back into the football game. So this is not something I think the Riders should be jumping up and down about at all. This is one that uh, they kind of got a little bit lucky in to squeeze out a win. And at this time of the year, with only a couple weeks left in the regular season, this is where you've got to start building up. This is where you've got to start building your momentum for the playoffs. Beating the Elk 1917 is not building any momentum for anybody. So, uh, yeah, if I'm a Saskatchewan fan, I'm laying off a little bit because this is not exactly a game that's going to be um, – they're going to want to talk about. I mean, they gave up 322 yards passing to Taylor Cornelius, a raw rookie, <laughs> uh, torched their so-called Grey Cup caliber defense for over 300 yards. So, yeah, uh, you might be a little concerned about that if you're a Ryder fan. Sorry, but you w- should be. That was my take. William. You took Edmonton. This, this was a game of two evils for you, and I guess you took the lesson. He almost got away with it. He almost got away with it, and that would have been victorious for him. Uh, 37 points total. That was pretty damn close. You're off by one. You grabbed 40 points on this game. Go ahead, William. Well, you even watch it. You know, I did, but I'm sitting here talking to you guys, and I don't think it's the extra day, but it might be. I, 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 the games were not very memorable this past weekend, okay? And no, this Edmonton, this Edmonton Saskatchewan game, and what night was that? Was that Saturday night? No, that was uh, Friday night. They didn't double header on Friday night, so it was right after the game. Yeah, so I did watch it. I think I watched it Saturday morning. And uh, you know what? Saskatchewan, like we've talked about, there's no team that's jumped out at anybody except for Winnipeg. 
Saskatchewan is not that good. And Edmonton, Edmonton is better than we're giving them credit for because as, as far as a roster goes, they have some pretty good players. Just saying. On paper, they're a great so, team. Yeah, absolutely. And so Saskatchewan just they just mailed it in and they managed to beat them. And I don't know if they have momentum going into the playoffs. So, but we shall see. We shall see. Because I mean, well, in reality, I'm, in reality, I'm pretty sure Saskatchewan is going to lock up is going to lock up second place in the West. So I don't. Unless they totally lose every game, I don't think Calgary can catch them. So, well, they're playing Edmonton again so, next week. Yeah, I know. And and in week that may not be the gimme that we thought it would be. No, no. But, and they're playing Hamilton in the last week. So, yeah, it may not be the gimme that we think it is, but it's hard. To hard to bet against them against those teams but we'll see what happens the next game up again again Toronto versus Ottawa Ottawa sucks and Toronto beat them by a field goal a field goal are you not supposed to be playing a high caliber football in week 14 of a 14 week season game season? Are you not? Are you not supposed to be playing high-end caliber football right now? Because Toronto didn't want to do it. 23-20 final score, 40 point, 43 points total. CJ picked Toronto a 30 points on this one. Um, what just, something just happened to me. I lost Sparky. Oh, God. Sparky, what did you do to me? not his fault. I pushed the big button. I was doing those Will Big Finger things. Okay, let's see. Did we get this game back? Yes. No. Yes. Uh, Toronto 23, yes, Ottawa no, yes, 20. No. To- total score to 43. Uh, Charles, you took Toronto at 46. You are off by three. Uh, total score you got was 136. Well done. Go ahead. So, this is kind of a, uh, everything I said for the uh, riders in the last game, you can kind of apply to the Argos in this game. A yep. team that wants to be taken seriously as a Grey Cup, um, as a Grey Cup um um, caliber team uh, just barely gets by a bottom feeder. Uh, there ain't much more you can say about that. McLeod Bethel Thompson, the franchise, throwing three interceptions. You're not going to have a lot of success in the CFL uh, throwing three interceptions. Now, he got away with it this week because he's playing Ottawa. He got away with it barely. But he, that's not something that he should be doing this time of year. It looks like they've lost John White because he went down hurt again. It looks like he might have ripped his knee. I haven't heard, but he may have ripped his knee up again. Um, the difference here, the, the, the Ottawa quarterback threw for 90 yards. 
So how were they still in this game when he throwed for 90 yards and no touchdowns? I'm surprised they got a touchdown at all. They only had one rushing touchdown. But the reason they stayed in this game is because of the turnovers. And the Argos were trying to uh, help them out, it seemed like, at this one. They turned the ball over four times. Um, Again, it's a good thing they were playing Ottawa for them this week because if they weren't, they uh, were not going to win this game. So, um, And as it was, they only squeaked by for three points. So a team at this time of the year when you're supposed to be – and this is a team, Toronto, that still has a shot at first place in the East. you got to be playing well, a lot better first. than beating – yeah, that's right, they're in first. But they shouldn't they're play like first. a first-place team this year playing against the worst team in the CFL and edging them by three points. They got away with this one, basically. Yeah. Pretty sad. Uh, William, you picked Toronto as well at 50 points. You're off by 728 points. You came your way. Uh-huh. Do you remember anything about this game? Yeah, it was uh, boring. Okay. And so I've heard down through the grapevine that the reason uh, the Argos traded uh, Nick Arbuckle is because uh, Anthony, is it Anthony Pipkin? Is that who their backup quarterback is? Toronto's? Yep. They, they're, they're, yeah. they're penciling him in as the starter in the future, okay? So, and McLeod Bethel Thomas is just, is just keeping his spot warm until they think he can do it. So, because um, McLeod Bethel Thomas, I mean, he can throw the ball. There's no doubt about it. But he is hot and cold. And I, I wish I could say more about this game, but it was fucking boring. Okay, I didn't like it. It was it was kind of a drag, and I watched most of it. But so, I mean. Yeah, I can't say Bethel much about Thompson. this game. I don't want to, anyways. And, the only thing that he has good Toronto, Toronto are starting to get some of their injured players back. Like, they've been missed. Henock uh, uh, Mwamba has been out most of the season. So has Cam Judge been out most of the season. Cordero Law has been out a lot of the season. And that's three main cogs in their defense. So... They might get better in the next couple of weeks. We wait and see. Okay. Okay. We can do that. We can wait and see. I mean, we got two weeks left of regular season. Then we have a very quick and short playoffs in the deep of winter. Um, you know, it's not really the deep of winter, but you know what I'm talking about. It's it's going to be cold in a lot of places. And I think the only place where it's going to be nice and warm, they're not going to have any playoff games. So, shit happens. Um, the last game, again, nobody's surprised by this. Uh, Winnipeg uh, beat up Montreal 31-21. to Yes, according to Will, Winnipeg has nothing to play for, and they don't. They were kind of coasting a little bit in this game and this and that, everything else, but... They still were a dominant team. 
they finished uh, the total score was 52 points. CJ uh, picked Winnipeg at 45. I was off by seven, 128 points. Charles, you went at 40, so you're off by 12, 118 points. You got anything good to say about this game? Charles, Team beating another. Muted. Sorry, Charles. Charles, 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 you were muted. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. Start uh, over. Yeah, at least this was a top-level team uh, beating another team by two scores. At least it wasn't a field goal or whatever uh, against this team. I mean, in Montreal, the better team, I think, than either Edmonton or, um, or uh, Ottawa. But uh, at least Winnipeg went out and took care of business pretty much in this one. Although it was kind of dicey for a while. It was 21-21 through um, the uh, third quarter. And then Winnipeg does what they do in the fourth quarter and um, scores points while the other team doesn't score points. I think they've only allowed points in the fourth quarter twice this year. Out of uh, out of twelve games or whatever, eleven games or whatever, whatever happens as soon as this team reaches the fourth quarter, they go into absolute and complete lockdown mode, and that's what they did in this game. And um, yeah, you got to look at it, and um, it looks like they're going to give Zach Calero some rest this week because he's. Uh, I heard that Sean McGuire is going to start, which I might add is a smart idea. But uh, yeah, the Bombers uh, they won this one. Alouette stayed close for a while. Trevor Harris played pretty well, although he does have the two interceptions, and that kind of hung on them. Uh, One thing, if I'm the Alouette and I'm heading towards the playoffs and stuff like that, one thing that I'm really uh, happy about is I got a running game. And William Stanback is probably the best running back in the CFL this year. So that's something if, um, if I'm an Alouette fan heading into the playoffs, that's one of the things I'm most happy about. And this one was actually probably by far, um, not probably, it was the most entertaining game of the weekend. Uh, like I said, it was close right till the fourth quarter, and then the Bombers did their typical takeoff in the fourth quarter. So a good win for the Bombers. And uh, Alouette, I don't think, could be super disappointed in this because they, they were able to at least keep it close for the majority of the game. Yeah, it probably was the best game of the week. I thought BC Hamilton was going to be the best game, but it was a snore fest. Um, William, you picked the Montreal Alouette at total score of 36. You got a goose egg on the team, but picked up a full 10 points. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You know what? I know. It was You're a good game. No, I was trying to stay ahead of you, but I, I made a, I made a mistake there. I should have picked Winnipeg. No doubt about it. But, uh, one of the things that the reason they're starting not starting Zach Kolaris this week is Zach Kolaris got hit a couple of times in that game, and he did. Uh, um, he got you gotta stop. You gotta stop that from happening, okay? And the best way to stop that from happening is keep the guy, keep the guy Off on the, the bench. Because let's face it, Zach Kolaris gets hurt. Winnipeg's not going to win anything. And if he stays healthy, right now they look like they're a shoe-in, okay, to win the whole thing. So, um, and I don't usually say that, but it looks that way. I mean, they should win the whole thing, let's face it. But things should well, happen. Well, a team that's so going to we'll, give them any competition. We'll see. I, don't, I haven't found one yet. 
okay? No. It's not going to be, it's, it's, I, I can't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But once again, on any given day, any team can beat any team. So, and so we, we shall see. We shall see. I'm not, uh, but after, after you can't, you can't compare any team to Winnipeg right now, even if they beat Winnipeg, because they're not going to play all their starters and they're not going to play Zach Kolaris. And, you know, this Sean McGuire well, guy play has it's not much. Sean, Sean McGuire hasn't had a start in the CFL. And so and that might have something to do with the tube getting him some actual playing time in case Caleros does get injured. Well, yeah, yeah, but I think it's a little. I think it's a little too late. To be honest with yeah. you, so visions of Ryan Dinwiddie in Winnipeg. Right. Right. So I don't know. Okay. So that's that's our weekend review. Here's kind of cool. Last week, week 13, Will and Charles had the identical score of 368 points. This week in week 14, CJ and Charles have the identical score of 418 points. People are always trying to be like me. Yeah, I I understand that, Charles. Uh, Anyhow, we had a monumental switch. In the development here, uh, the panelists, after week 14, we have a new leader. CJ is in the lead with 4,220 points with his 418 for the week. William is holding on to second place. Actually, he's just barely, okay, CJ just barely squeaked past Will, okay? There's only eight points separating us. So Will's dismal showing of 308 points puts him at 4,212 for the year year so far, off by eight points. Charles, with his 418, is back at 4,116. So, sorry, 4,106. So you're actually off by 106 points. So it is possible, but, you know, you're just kind of back there. Yep. One game, one game is, is going to do it. This is a very close standings all the way through here, and uh, as Sparky said, it's anybody's game at this point in time. So, yeah, we're pretty close there. So let's go. We got a five game week. We have five games this week, and that's sort of that's because on Tuesday of next week we have that Edmonton Toronto makeup game. Yeah. Okay. From from the COVID. Um, cancellation, postponement, or whatever the hell you want to call it, when Winnipeg bought the farm, or sorry, Edmonton bought the farm. And uh, I don't know whether that's a good thing for them or not. They're going to play three games in seven days. I think that's what we just heard. Because they're playing Saturday and then yep. they're playing Tuesday. I, 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 I cannot believe that the CFL <laughs> Players Association is allowing this to happen. If, if, if this is not a recipe for disaster for the health of players, I don't know what the hell is. They need seven days off. I hate it when they only, the only get five. 
The only silver lining is that A, Edmonton's basically out of it, and B, it's at the end of the season. So. Yeah, but it's also in the middle of winter. It's in, in snowfall season, and this is where people can get True. That's fair. That's okay. fair comment. Is Hamilton and Toronto. Who are you going to take here? Uh, this is actually a big game because these are the two teams that are battling for first place in the East. They apparently got a sell out at BMO Field. But before you get excited about that, they're still on reduced capacity. Well, even though they don't have to be, I think they're just doing that out of convenience. Um, but they've sold apparently all the tickets they're planning on selling, or at least that's what I heard today. So, it's an important game. It's a battle for first place. It's uh, already it's a rival. Hamilton Toronto have always been a rivalry as it is, anyways. So this is very important because this very well may decide who finishes first in the East and hosts the Eastern Final. So this is an interesting one. But you know what? I just I'm still not convinced they're buying into McLeod Bethel Thompson. Uh, I just don't. I'm not a believer in him being a starter. I, I don't think he's a bad quarterback, but as a full-time starter, I'm just not sold on him. Then again, Jeremiah Mazzoli. You can make the same arguments about Jeremiah Mazzoli because he <laughs> has really had one big-time year. But uh, if it's me, I personally am just a little bit more comfortable with Mazzoli than I am with McLeod Bethel-Thompson, even though uh, you know, you can make arguments uh, that neither one is really all that um, all that battle-tested. But I'm going to – I think I'm going to go with the um, the Ticats here. I think they're playing better now than the Argos are. Uh, so I'll take the Ticats in this one, um, 47 points. Okay. William. Yeah, you know what? I I tend to agree with Charles. This is kind of a throw a quarter in the air and see who comes out on top because I don't like either one of the quarterbacks. But we know that if Mazzoli is not playing well, they'll put Dane Evans in and they have a better chance with Dane Evans. So if that's the case, I am going to have to go with uh, Hamilton and... Uh, Let's go 45. Okay. That is the well, one difference. With Hamilton's got Hamilton has a backup plan. The Argos really don't. I'm not, not overly. Argue. I'm not overly. I'm not overly confident in in Dinwiddie as a as an offensive coach. Okay, because he sucked this year. I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, that's why I'm going with Toronto or with Hamilton. So. Okay. CJ has taken Toronto. And the main reason for this is William. Okay. Do you know why I'm saying it's you? Yeah, because you want to win this fucking pool that we're in, okay? No, no, no. Because you said that Toronto has three key defensive players coming back. Well, that's that's Willie. And I think Ham- Toronto's talk. defense that's, that's, is going to be better than Hamilton's offense. 
Well, and, and that's a very that is a very good argument. It really is a good argument. But I, I, I and that's why I say this is a throw it up in the air and see what sticks kind of game. You can pick either way, and you're not going to be totally out of it. So. And I'm taking taking Toronto at 42 points. Okay. The next game, this is a shitty game. The next game is Calgary Stampeders into BC Place to play the Lions. Calgary is fighting for a playoff position. They want they they're trying to get a home playoff game. Although I don't think they're going to make it. Uh, BC is fighting for survival, but they've been doing that for a while, and they have been fighting very well. BC has to win two games. Calgary has to lose two games for the Lions to make the playoffs. BC has to do something they haven't done in two months, and that's win a football game. I don't have a lot of confidence here in the BC Lions winning this game. I don't. But but miracles happen. Charles, what are you going to do here? The Lions have to win it. They're desperate. If they lose it, their playoff hopes are gone. Calgary yep. can afford to lose it, and they're only going to finish in third place, and they're probably going to finish there whether they win or lose, to be honest. So I'm taking BC. Surprise, surprise. Am I confident about it? Not really, but I'm going to take it anyways. Uh, BC, uh, 44 points. BC, 44 points. Okay. So let's just, before we go on, we'll just hang on a second here. We've got Saskatchewan has eight wins. Calgary has six. Calgary has to win two games, BC and Winnipeg, to top Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan is playing Edmonton and Hamilton. A tie guarantees them a home playoff position. Calgary's in third place. There's no doubt about that. They're traveling to Regina for the semifinals. I, I, it's not, nothing else is going to change. Now, BC beats Calgary. I understand that they win the season series. So Calgary has to lose against Winnipeg, which is a good chance. Then BC has to beat Edmonton in the last week, and there's a good chance of that. So we could end up with a tie for third place, and BC winning the season series would take it away. They have to beat Calgary tomorrow by... I don't remember how many points it is, but it's too many. I don't think BC's playoff hopes are done, but that's just me. Um, So go ahead, William. Pick your Calgary Stampeders to win. Tell us how many points. Well, this is a scary game for me because if, if, if Calgary wins, they're in the playoffs. Yeah, um, and they've all but elim- they've all but eliminated BC. Um, they're coming they off have, the bye they week. Have, they have eliminated BC. If they win, they, they BC's done. If they yeah, win, they win, and they, 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 they eliminate them. Yes, yes, I know that. Um, yeah. So, and they're coming off the bye week, which I'm not always crazy about a team coming off the bye week because they're kind of sluggish at times. Um, they have not had a good week of practice, okay, because I've heard that's through the grapevine. Um, and 
I don't know. I don't know which Bo Levi Mitchell is going to show up. Is it the one who threw? Is it the one who threw four picks against BC at the beginning of the year, or is it the one who played when they won thirty nine ten? Um. And and once again, you can never count a BC team out if they have Mike Riley behind center. Okay. So. I'm not. I, I'm trying to convince myself to pick BC, but you know that's not going to happen. So um, I'm going to say Calgary 47. You should okay. pick BC because every time you pick them, they lose. Yeah. Okay. Shut up, Charles. Jesus. I thought you wanted the line. I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna pick BC against Calgary, regardless. Come on. Good point. You have. You have. I don't think so. That's not the. Yeah, you have, but that's not the point. Uh, CJ is really torn on this game. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't. I don't think BC has the balls to do it. I really don't. So I kind of want to pick Calgary to get some points. And if BC wins, I don't get the points. But BC wins, so I'm excited. Uh, so it's a, it's a win-win for me if I take Calgary. I can't do it. I, I really think the BC Lions might pull this one off. So I'm going to pick BC, and I'm going to pick BC at 42 points. I don't think it's going to be a barn burner, but I think it's going to be there. The third game is the Winnipeg Blue Bombers into Montreal to play the Alouettes. Charles. Winnipeg Blue Bombers into Montreal to play the Alouettes. Well, I actually am not going – I'm going to pick Montreal in this game. Uh, Sean McGuire starting. I don't know how much of their uh, Bombers' other starters – uh, are going to play, and if they're and if they do play, I don't know how much you're going to play. I think Trevor Harris showed me enough that they, they, he can keep that team at the very least competitive. And I'm thinking if it's Sean McGuire starting in Montreal, um, second game for Trevor Harris, another week under his belt in practice. I somehow think Montreal might be able to pull this one off. Uh, Maybe I'm going to regret this, but I and I think the I think the Bombers are kind of a little bit due for a loss. Uh, I think you're going to at least at least one more in the final few games, uh, just whether it's resting guys or whatnot. So I'm actually going to pick Montreal in this game, and I'm going to pick Montreal uh, with uh, 40 point 40 points. Okay, William. Yeah, fuck, this is another game I hate. Uh, fuck. I don't know. I'm going to pick... Uh, I'm going to pick Winnipeg 38 points. Okay. Um, if Winnipeg doesn't throw the ball and all they do is run it, they're going to beat Montreal. That was exactly my thinking, Christopher. 
Sean McCoy but he can't not run the ball the whole game. Why not? Eventually, a run's going to get shot down, shut down if that's all you do. Well, Sean McGuire can run the ball. All of Eddie can run the ball. I think they're trying to get some playing time for Andrew Harris. He runs the ball. True. Okay. So, I, I, I don't honestly don't know what to say. If Sean McGuire does not throw the football, I think Winnipeg's going to win. I, yes, Trevor Harris has now got the reins of the Montreal Alouettes, but it's like, what is he, one game in? You're expecting somebody that's played one game with a team to beat Winnipeg, the juggernaut of the CFL in 2020? It's not going to happen. I'm taking Winnipeg here, and I'm taking it by a, 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 a 48 points. Gotta be a, I, I don't want to call it a beatdown, but it's, it's not going to be close. And it's going to be high scoring. I don't know. I don't know. That's just my philosophy on this. They run the ball. Run the ball. Uh, The fourth game is the Edmonton Elks into Regina to play Saskatchewan. A repeat of last week. And last week, what happened? Saskatchewan 19, Edmonton 17. Ooh, close game. Who are you picking this time, Charles? I just hope it's a better game than it was last week. Um, I still think Saskatchewan's the better. Well, I don't think. Saskatchewan's clearly the better team. Yeah, they squeaked by them last week. They're playing in Saskatchewan at least this time. The Riders always seem to play better at home. I don't think it's going to be as close as it was last week, just for the reason that I think the Riders are going to want to come out and kind of, you know, flex their muscle a little bit so they kind of convince themselves more than anything uh, that they're still, uh, you know, a, a team to be reckoned with, even though they may not be. But I am going to... Um, I'm going to take the Riders again in this one, even though I hate taking the Riders. I've actually taken them more often than not this year, which I, I hate the fact that I've been doing that. But I think the Riders are going to win this game um, 45 points. William, you're two well, teams in the league. As much as I'd like to, and in the sake of keeping on the same level with you. I just can't do it. Fuck it. I'm going to pick Edmonton 39 points. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. 39? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, honestly, I think Saskatchewan was embarrassed last week. And if they have any type of pride, any ego at all, they're going to come out and play some football. Because, personally, they, they should be embarrassed of how they played last week, especially when they're fighting for a home playoff game. They're going to come out, and they are going to stomp the Elks' asses. I'm taking Saskatchewan, and I'm going 50 points. That's not a lot of points for this game. 
The last game, which is only three, four days later, five days later, Tuesday, is the Edmonton Elks again playing Toronto. Now, can I just mark Toronto as the victors straight across the board here for everybody, or do you guys want to pick something here? Charles, who are you going to take? Uh, I agree with you. This is crap playing games um, this close together. Plus, midweek games are also crap. I don't like game football is a weekend sport. I don't like seeing it being played in the middle of the week. Whatever. Um, Toronto is going to win this game, I think. I don't like the uh, the Eskimos. They're they're the ones playing on the shortest rest, and well, they're just a crappy team to begin with. So, I think this one's going to be the um, Argos all the way, and I'm going to say Argos. 44 points. You do realize Toronto is playing Friday, Edmonton's playing Saturday, and they're both playing Tuesday. So neither one of them yeah, is getting it's not a, a huge, huge rest advantage. Here. I guess you know, it's not, not like but I just don't think Toronto's a better team. Toronto's still just I, a better I, I know, team I in my to, mind. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure but that you're right. It's not, it's not a big difference. Let's just fucking say fuck it and go for broke. I'm going to pick <laughs> Edmonton you know 42 not. points. Yes, I am. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with him doing that. Of course you are, Charles. You're not an idiot. <laughs> you, you realize you realize you realize that I can change my choice I can change my picks any time between now and before the first game tomorrow, right? Just saying. Uh, you, you can. I, I think you're actually allowed to change it right up to the kickoff of the game that you're talking about. Okay, so let's just skip it. Let's say Toronto 42 points, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like your first Toronto one 42. better. So does I, but that, you do know he was going to change it. Obviously. Yeah. And uh, Toronto and Edmonton, and I'm not comfortable with a lot of points here, but I'm going to go 45. And that's our game. So we all took Toronto on the last game, Sparky, just so that, you know, Will was just being a dumbass. (laughs) It was funny, though. Okay. That's our Rattles games up. Now, segment six is who's the favorite to win in the East? Well, that's what we're talking about right now. I mean, win first Toronto place, Hamilton, yeah. Win first place. So, is this first place or, or win the division? I meant well, win, win the first. division. Well, think, win first place because they're battling for first. They're battling, battling for first, but... I, personally, I think all three of them have a chance of of, of winning the division in in the uh, going to the Grey Cup. I think all three teams have the same right. odds of going to the Grey Cup right now. Yeah, I don't disagree uh, Toronto, with that. I was just more talking about first place. Toronto is currently at eight wins. Hamilton's at seven. Montreal's at six. Toronto and Hamilton play each other, and Montreal plays Winnipeg. Okay? So... Montreal's not going to win a game here. Okay, they're not going to beat Winnipeg. 
Uh, so they're still down in sixth place. So I don't believe Winnipeg has a hope – or, sorry, Montreal has a hope in hell of winning first place in the Eastern Division. They're kind of like Calgary right now. They're just going to be happy with um, third place. They're going to be happy with making the playoffs knowing that they can win everything. Okay? Now, week 16 – we have Toronto playing Edmonton twice. Okay. No, sorry. We have Toronto playing Edmonton. And that's the Tuesday game. And they don't play for the rest of the week in week 16. So that's that. We're actually calling that a second game in week 15. So this Edmonton game, this, this postponed game, is going to be their final game of the season. Okay. Yeah, they got two more games, and that's going to be it. So they've got one against Edmonton and one against uh, uh, Hamilton. Okay, and then – So their season uh, will be over at this time next week. Yes, by the time our show is over, Toronto's season is over. Uh, Montreal is uh, going to play Ottawa for the fourth time this year. So Montreal has a victory there, we're hoping. Right? We're all going to pick Montreal over Ottawa. So that would put Montreal, because they got not going to win with Victor, uh, going to be victorious over um, Winnipeg. So, But they are going to beat Ottawa. So they could be tied with Hamilton if Toronto beats Hamilton this week. Now, Hamilton's final game is against Saskatchewan. And we have to believe that Saskatchewan's going to win that game. So this is – Toronto has the best chance of winning the division because they play Edmonton and they only need one victory. So they play Hamilton and they play Edmonton. If they win one of those two games, they have the division. Hamilton would have to win both games, one against Toronto and one against Saskatchewan, to tie Toronto. And I don't know who wins the season series there. So it's going to be a tight race between Toronto and Hamilton. Either one of them can do it. Montreal cannot win first place. Can't do it. Charles, do you see it any differently? No, it's about the same, I would think. So, so who do you? I, I think Toronto's going to win the division. Who are you calling? Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm agree. Um, I'm a. You know what? No, I think Hamilton's going to win. I think Toronto has one more hiccup between now and then. Because I also think that Hamilton's going to win this weekend. So yeah, I think Hamilton's going to win. Because they're, they're they're exactly tied now, right? Or, or is Toronto two points up? No. Toronto is two points up. But they're I think eight, Hamilton eight would win this. Hamilton would win the season series with a win this weekend. That would tie them. And then Hamilton's last game. Well, they're playing Saskatchewan in the last week. So yeah. it all and comes Toronto's down playing to playing Edmonton. But Toronto's playing Edmonton. So they've got a free space. Hmm. Yeah, you know what? I think I'm going to go with you. I think Toronto's going to win it. I, I personally think Hamilton overall is a better team, 
but I think Toronto with the two-point edge and the game against Edmonton, even in the short week, probably does have a better shot. So, yeah, I'm going to go with um, – I think Toronto's going to win. I think you're right. Toronto's got the easier okay. path. They've got the, the the leg up, so to speak. So just just so you know, the CFL.ca has the odds of winning the East at 60% for Toronto, 38 for Hamilton, and 1.47 for Montreal. Hmm. Okay. That's high for Montreal. So, <laughs> 1.47, yeah. It's, 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 yeah, not going to happen. Uh, odds of hosting a playoff game. Um, Saskatchewan's are at 97.85%. Calgary is at 2.15. So we, we, the, the, the odds makers here are saying Saskatchewan's got second place behind Winnipeg. I know we're talking about the East Division right now. Yeah. And uh, the Toronto Argonauts are at 976 to host the playoff position and Hamilton's at 82.33 to host the playoff game and Montreal is at 20%. So, yeah, I think that pretty much heads that Toronto's going to win the division. Hamilton's coming in second and Montreal is a distance third. William, what's yeah, I think that makes that? Do you agree with that or are you going to go, you're going to go anywhere else? Do you think your Montreal um, Owls are going to surprise everybody? I, I, pro- I probably haven't used this line at all this year, but I don't really care. <laughs> I really? really don't. You don't, yeah, you I don't, don't care who wins the Eastern Division? No, because I think, I, think I think it's a toss-up. It's a toss-up who's going to win in that division, and it doesn't matter what place they're in because, I no. mean, there's no home – there's no home field advantage between Toronto and Hamilton. It's 20 minutes down the freaking highway, okay? Well, so, and, and when Charles said that this team is that this game is sold out, I would bet there's going to be yeah. more Hamilton fans there than Toronto. I was thinking the same well, thing. But, but it is it is going to be sold out, but it is going to be a socially distant sold out crowd. So what does that mean? 27 people? I don't know. So... I, I, yeah, and I, I mean, I was going to say, whatever happens, Charles is lucky that he's got a Grey Cup ticket because I'm thinking if Hamilton or Toronto was in the Grey Cup this year, which is a pretty good possibility, that uh, there's not going to be a lot of seats left over. Probably not, no. 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 They're not in that playoff capacity either, though. Yeah. So, so I, I love this talking about odds. So, you're are you, are you okay with that, or you, you basically don't care? That's your answer. Well, I'm right? okay with. I'm okay with that. Toronto, Hamilton, Montreal. Montreal's not going to win the East, but Toronto or Hamilton, either one could do it. So, well, for the sake of argument, I'm going to say Hamilton's going to win. Okay. So. so the odds to win the 108th Grey Cup. Okay. We're, we're yeah. a long ways away from that yet. We've still two weeks here, two weeks in playoffs, and, and then the Grey Cup pick. We're still five weeks away from this. But the odds to win the 108th Grey Cup, Winnipeg Blue Palmers at 71.49 for eight. 
Hamilton Tiger Cats, 10.26. Saskatchewan, 6.27. Argos, 5.34. Calgary, 4.54. Montreal, 2.07%. And the BC Lions are 0.02%. Oh, BC... So busy. I like our odds. You know, Charles, right now, okay, so I'm gonna, that is a good place to put a hundred bucks. No kidding. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick right now. I'm gonna say Calgary, Montreal in the Grey Cup. Okay, so the top five most likely, the top five most likely Grey Cup matchups are Winnipeg Hamilton at thirty-seven percent. Winnipeg, Toronto at 30%. Winnipeg, Montreal at 10%. Saskatchewan, Toronto at 4 Saskatchewan, Hamilton at 4 BC and Calgary don't make the list. This is where I always don't believe the odds because I think Calgary has a better chance of being in the Grey Cup than I than than Saskatchewan does. Because I honestly don't think Saskatchewan can beat Winnipeg. Calgary might be able to. I don't think so either. I don't. I don't think many teams are going to beat Winnipeg, if any. No, they're just going to walk through this and then. Oh my God! We got to put up with seven fucking months of Winnipeg Blue Bomber fans again. And there'll be the guys out there saying three years in a row or three times. That's right. Nonsense. Back to back. Back to back. Oh God! Back to back to back. Yeah, it's going to be really, really annoying. Oh, it's a dynasty, damn it! Yeah. They'll just see how great they are. And they are a good team. Very good team this it's, year. It's it's hard to argue with that. I just I don't need to be told it ad nauseum. So fuck off already. Okay, move on. The new Lions owner, Amir, Amir. Amar? Amar. Amar? Uh, Amar? Amar, yes. Doman has a clear plan to rebuild the Lions. Oh, fuck, I hope so. Because <laughs> he needs to. Somebody needs yep. to. Uh, does it say in this thing what that plan is? To be honest, I was putting the agenda together fairly quickly today and didn't get a chance to read the whole message. Or the whole uh, article, I mean. The title here is, Put Your Money Where Your Mouth Is. Lions owner Amar Doman plans to bring fans back on my own dime. I mean, he's only had the team for less than 90 days. He has a plan. He is going ahead. He has been working with Mr. Braley for six and a half years in negotiations. Yeah. 
he's going to give them incentives and stuff like that. He's also talking about uh, making arrangements uh, to get the city to allow um, tailgating again uh, around BC Play Stadium and bringing in bands to play in the parking lots. Uh, he's planning to have uh, pregame rallies at the art gallery uh, or a possibly uh, one out in the um, uh, one out uh, ones out in Surrey for people out in the valley. So he's got a few plans in the works going into this to try and generate more interest. You know, I did something here, and um, I went on to each fan base, uh, and not just the Let's Talk groups, but I went into most fan bases. There was only two that I didn't get into. One is Saskatchewan, and the other is Calgary. Calgary, for some reason, the Calgary Stampeders fan page won't let me on it. Uh, I, I've applied like eight times, and they just keep refusing it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They, they only let Calgary Stampeder fans in there. Well, I don't know. Todd Mogie's in there. So I don't no, know no, they have, a, they, have a, they have a uh, top five never let into their group uh, room, and, and you're number yeah, two and on I'm, the list, I'm on okay? Yeah. You're number two. Really? Who's you're number, number one? two. Um, uh, yeah, I do. Todd Mogi. Todd, Todd Mogi. Todd Mogi's in the group. Yeah, it's a different Todd Mogi. No, we can't have There's more than die. one? There's only one of those fuckers. No, it's not. <laughs> You're a dickhead, William. No, 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 I'm not. It's, uh, it's, uh, our old buddy Rhonda. She's number one on that list. No drunks allowed. <laughs> oh, did I say that? Whoops. Sorry. Huh. Anyhow, I, I don't understand what their problem is. I, you know, I'm not disrespectful to Calgary Sam Peters, so just just to their quarterback. But that's beside the point. Anyhow, I didn't do that. So I went on to all of the different groups, and let's just go over to the Let's Talk Ardo page because this is an important one. And let's go. And, and this is important, okay, guys? I want you guys to listen to this. This is important. Um, I had a poll in here. Oh, there's too many polls because of that David not. Uh, I like David, but he does all sorts of weird shit. So let's mm-hmm. just search search this. Uh, how do I search this group? I hate doing this. Why is it in this? Search Facebook. No, I want to search Let's Talk Argos. Oh, my good Lord. I can do it on my iPad. Why can't I do it in the group? Anyhow, the, what I did was I asked every every fan base, how long it takes you to get to your game, okay? And one of them was, um, like, armchair. Winnipeg Blue Bombers, uh, Winnipeg Jets, armchair quarterbacks, right? You know which one I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jared's group. Yeah. And I, I said 15 minutes or, or less than 15 minutes, 15 to 30 minutes, 30 minutes to an hour, one hour to two hours, Two, over two hours, okay? 60% of the Winnipeg Blue Bomber fans get to their game in less than an hour. Okay? 
60%. Let's just go hmm. over here to make sure that I'm right. Armchair quarterbacks. Uh, there it is. Search in this group for Christopher. Oops. Dead air. Okay, here's the vote. The vote came up. And the votes are 50%. Actually, that's not true. Um, 50 votes out of 70. How many is that? That's a lot. Okay. Seven in less than 15 minutes. 18 in 15 to 30 minutes and 33 in 30 minutes to an hour, six in one to two hours, six over two hours. That's, that's their thing, okay? So you go over to the Argos. I don't know why is this happening. Let's talk Argos. Go into this group and search this and search again for Christopher, me, because I put up the poll. And here's my poll. And the votes are, there's 105 votes. Three votes out of 105 are less than 15 minutes. Ten in the 15 to 30 minutes. 34 in 30 minutes to an hour. 49, half of the votes are between an hour and two hours away. Nine are more than two hours. And this is in okay. Toronto, right? This is in Toronto. Okay. Yep. Over to BC. Let's talk BC Lions. Okay. Uh, there's a point to what I'm doing here. I know, you yeah, I know where you're going with this. No, I think I do. Okay, and BC, where did it go? Oh, I got too much shit in here. I can't do BCs. Um, Maybe I can. Let's do this differently. There hasn't been that many posts. I'll just go back through it. That seems to be a lot of posts. Are you on your computer, Charles? I am. Oh, here here it is. I got it. I got it. I got it. So it came up with percentages. So less than 15 – hang on. Let's go. There's 179 votes here. 179. Okay? Five of them are for less than 15 minutes. 14 are 15 to 30 minutes. 74 are an hour to two hours. 44 – are longer than two hours. 41 is 30 minutes to an hour. The majority of people travel more than an hour to get to the BC Lions games. The majority of the people travel more than an hour to get to the Toronto Argonaut games. And yet Winnipeg, Saskatchewan, Edmonton, they all travel between 15 and 30 minutes. Stadiums are in their backyard. 
and in BC and Toronto, in the big cities, they are not. Mm-hmm. And I have said this from day one, BC and Toronto need to get their fucking team out of downtown stadiums. Because until you get rid of BC Place and BMO Field, you're never going to have fans in those stadiums. I don't care what Amar Doman does. He's not going to fill BC Place again. The fans don't live downtown. There's no fan, BC Lions fans in Yale Town. And that's where the stadium is. There, there aren't any. Power to him. I hope he does well. I hope he's successful. I hope he can do this. But until he wakes up and smells the coffee and realizes that BC Place is, is a cheap stadium to play in. He, I think he pays like $200,000 a year or something stupid like this, where Which the, is nothing. the farmers are like $5 million to play in IGF Field. Uh, yeah, it's nothing. It's $200,000 a year to play there. Um He's never going to make money. You're not going to make money because you're not going to get fans in that stadium. And until BC Lions understand that and go build a stadium in South Surrey, right around the Highway 10 and 152, 160th in that area, uh, yeah. I mean, the SkyTrain's going to go right through there to move out of the city. Uh, there's no arguments. I'm, I, I meant to... Uh, tabulate the, all the results a little bit better. I know the Ottawa was the same way. Um, Our Nation, I think, was called. Yep. I think that's the main group, isn't it? Yeah, Our Nation, private group. Uh, oh, I can't do that there. I mean, Ottawa's just not a big town, right? I no mean, shit. I think I think the I think the Ottawa um, Senators almost play in Quebec. Did you do one for Montreal or no? I did. I did one for the Owls. You did. Yeah. And what was their results? Were they similar to BC and Toronto? Uh, no, they were surprisingly different. Okay, so Ottawa. Here are the votes. 145 votes. Eight of them less than 15 minutes. 53, 15 minutes to 30 minutes. 53 votes, 30 minutes to an hour. 23, one to two hours. Eight, greater than two hours. So the majority, I mean, not only the majority, like massive amounts are less than an hour away. Okay? And a good chunk of them are 15 minutes. Okay, get out of here. Go back out of here and go over to the Owls. I did two of them, I think. I did Owls. I did the, the French one and the uh, All Owls all the time. Yeah, that's not going to work. I don't remember what they, the group I had it in. Okay, never mind. I'll have to do this at a different time. I don't want to waste too much of the show looking around for shit. Um, but, yeah, 
it's it's every stadium out there that's not in a big city has their fans cuddle close to them. Where in the two biggest cities, they're not even not even two hours away. It's ridiculous. Anyhow. William, do you have any thoughts on this? Well, I know they wouldn't let you into the Calgary booth, but I or into the Calgary group, but I would venture to say that average Calgary fan round trip, you're probably talking forty minutes. No, I don't want Calgary's round trip. Very... I want one way, one way. Oh, one... twenty minutes, twenty minutes to thirty minutes. Twenty minutes to thirty. Okay. Exactly. Twenty to thirty. Cal- Cal- Calgary is a very easy city to get around in, regardless of where you live. So, that's true. hundred percent. So, I agree. Yeah. And, and, I, I think Regina is going to be similar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you'll never get, you'll never get lost looking for the stadium in Regina because you can see it from anywhere. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's the biggest sitting it's, in the middle of downtown. It's yeah. the biggest high rise in the city, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. And if you're in BC and you're east of the Fraser River, you're 45 minutes minimum. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's on a good on, traffic on a good, day. If the traffic on a good day, yeah. yeah. If, the, if the traffic's crappy, which it is a lot, you're going to be longer. You can be in Metro Town and it's going to be 45 minutes away. Yes, that's true. So, anyhow, I think the new Lions owner's got his work cut out for him, and I, I don't know if he's a, he's really up for the challenge. I'd like to believe he is, and I hope so. I, I, put a winning team on the, on, the, on the field, and let's see what happens. Now, I have to ask another question for you here, Charles. And, mm-hmm. oh, no, because it doesn't really matter. You, how many games have you been to this year? Three or four, I can't remember. Do you look at the banners around the thing of the advertising of the sponsors? Uh, every now and then I'll glance at it. I haven't paid too close attention, but every now and then, yeah. Is Orlick still there? To be honest, I don't know. You know what? I'm going to the game tomorrow night. I'll take a look. I'm going to try and remember that. and I'm going to take a look to see if it's still there or not. Now they might have sponsored this year because they were the owners of it for so long, so much of yeah. it. Because like, Doman's only been in for three months, and that's not been mm-hmm. the season, right? I mean, they, it was after the season started, so it's going to be tight. Uh, but next year is going to be a really important year for them because I think a, yeah. a lot of their sponsors may have left. Yeah, good point. Anyhow, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, segment eight. The CFL loses a legend in the death of Angelo Mosca. My mommy once said that if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. And I really don't give a fuck about this guy. So I'm just going to pass on it, okay? Fair enough. I'm going to let William go first because he's the only one that might have something nice to say. Maybe. Well, I don't know. I don't know. 
why you don't have anything nice to say about Angelo Mosca. He's the dirtiest he was, uh, player in the CFL history. No, he wasn't. There's been was dirtier the dirtiest players player since him. Nope. There's been dirtier players since him. Okay. No. Um, yeah. Yeah. And the era he played in, every player was dirty. Um, I, I, I hate to say this because, and I guess he was before my time, but when I was a kid working in the Winnipeg arena as an usher, I know Angela Mosca as an AWA wrestler. Okay. Yep. And it was, it was probably many years later that I discovered he actually played football for the Hamilton Tire Cats. Okay. So as a wrestler, he was a nasty, mean guy, which those were my favorite kind of wrestlers back then. And uh, yeah, I think he had a great career as a wrestler and you know, you can say whatever you want, dirtiest player ever, but he always supported the CFL. And, uh, hey, it's too bad that he's gone, but, you know, it happens. I, I still think he's uh, he's part of the CFL. Always has been, always will be. And he was a great bad guy in wrestling. So, that's all. Yeah, well, he was a bad guy in football. Well, uh, Charles. Yeah, he was definitely a dirty player. He's not well-liked, of course, in Vancouver because of what he did to Willie Fleming in the 1963 Grey Cup. Uh, he's always been kind of public enemy number one in Vancouver because of that. And, in fact, if you remember back a few years back when they had that fight, the grumpy old men fight with Joe Cap at the Grey Cup, that's what that all traced back to. They hated each other even even that many years later, and they still hated each other. Um that was a funny video as hell, by the way. Um, and he was a dirty player. I mean, there's been other dirty players in the CFL. I, I'm not going to go as far as to call him the dirtiest player in the CFL because there's been some pretty bad, dirtiest, dirty players in the CFL before. Rob, Merce, Rob Murphy was a dirty player. Jason Jimenez was a dirty player. Simone Lawrence is a dirty player. Um Who's the other guy? There was the one guy that I remember one time intentionally broke another guy's arm. Former Lions player. I can't remember who it was. Oh, but, I mean, thank you. That's who, uh, drawing a blank. That's who it was. He was a dirty player, dirty as hell player. I mean, you can't deny that. But let, I'm, I'm not going to say that. Um, Kyrie Bear. Yeah. There's another one. Down Kyrie yeah. Kyrie Bear was pretty dirty. So there's been a lot of dirty players throughout the league. I, I don't disagree that Angelo Moscow was dirty, and that hit uh, on Willie Fleming in the Grey Cup was, was super dirty. But, I mean, to Will's point, he was always a supporter of the CFL. He was always the guy that would show up for alumni games in Hamilton and stuff like that. He was the guy that was always a backer of the CFL. So I respect him for that. I, I was not a fan of Well, I mean, to say I wasn't a fan of his playing days, I can't really say that because – he retired long before I was even born. Um, well, there's a picture of the hit on Willie Fleming right there in the in the. Uh, he just posted it there, but. Um, I did. How far out of, anyways, out of bounds is he? Oh, he's a good five, almost five feet out of bounds. But he's he's three yards. 
Yeah, at least. But uh, anyways, um, yeah, I mean, it's still the guy, I mean, he's an older guy. He was on in life. So I'm certainly not going to pile on the guy. Um, I feel bad for him. Uh, my condolences to his family. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, another guy from the past uh, gone. I don't wish him ill will or that uh, to his family. I just wish he never played football. Hmm. Should have been just a wrestler. Because everybody expects that kind of shit out of wrestlers. We expect f- football players to be gentlemen. He was Hell, an awesome wrestler. Punch somebody. He was an awesome wrestler. Hey, I grew up with awesome the Canadian Canada's greatest athlete, okay? Gene Kaniski. Gene Kaniski. I knew him yes, well, sir. personally, well. Super uh-huh. nice guy. Super nice guy. One of the nicest people you ever meet. Uh-huh. Canada's greatest athlete. <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> yeah. What, what was it called? It was, uh... What, what, what was the wrestling called? It was, uh... Charles, do you remember? A- A-W-A, A-W-A Wrestling. The, the American Wrestling No, 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 no. Yeah, I understand that, but... See, oh, like in Calgary, the, it was Stampede Wrestling. Yeah, Stampede Wrestling. Yeah, it was in Calgary. But in BC, it was something yeah. else. BC, it was, it was, it was All-Star Wrestling. All-Star Wrestling. All-Star Wrestling. All-Star yep. Wrestling, that's what it was. Yeah. You know, it's funny because a lot of people who watch wrestling saw Gene Kaniski as this flabby old man, okay? And oh yeah, but I saw him in his his prime. No, no, there is there is a picture there is a picture in uh, in the old uh, in the old corral here in Calgary on a wall of Gene Kaniski in his prime, and that man was yeah. built like a brick shit house. Okay, yes, he was. Oh, yeah. He's a large fellow, and he's very strong looking. So, yeah. Yeah, you didn't want to mess with him back then. Uh, I knew his son as well. They, they owned the, both the, the the reef and the and breakers in Point Roberts. What, well, what, what were those? Hey. What what were they? What they were, were nightclubs. Nightclubs. Okay. Uh, yeah, they, well, we'll call them taverns in, in America. They're they're kind of like a uh, a pub with dancing. Yeah, okay. that's a, that's a better uh, yeah. That's actually a better um, a better um, explanation description. Yeah, yeah. They 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 were they were a tavern is what they were called down in the states, and uh, the, the, it was just. And like a honky tonk, we see them on TV. The American, uh, they have a different thing going on, but that's kind of what what it was about. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, anyhow, they own both of the bars. And Point Roberts is this little peninsula uh, south of uh, T- Sawasin, BC, 
and you can't get to it. It's part of America, but you can't get to it unless you're driving through BC. Right, it's totally it's really cut weird. off from the rest rest of Washington State. Yeah. So let's okay. say someone from say Bellingham wanted to go to Point Roberts, they have to come into Canada, cross the border, drive about thirty minutes to Tawasin, go into Tawasin, and back to Point Ro- across the border to Point Roberts. You literally cannot drive to Port Roberts without going through BC. So anyhow, it's a it, and and the big thing about Point Roberts was until 1986, you could not buy beer in BC on Sunday. That's true. Okay. So everybody would go to Washington to do it. So if you're in Vancouver, the closest Washington to you was Point Roberts. And the border was much easier to get across because you really couldn't go into the rest of America. So they were kind of lax. They just knew you were coming down there to spend money. And I got, in, I got into the border one time at going into Point Roberts, and I was just shit-faced driving down there. And the, the U.S. Customs guy goes, uh, where are you going? And I looked at him like he was stupid and said, Point Roberts. And he says, no way, you dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I'm going I'm going to the reef. And he goes, oh, okay, get going. And I, yeah, anyhow. There's there's big bad Gene Kaniski, 1961. Posted his picture there for you. Yep. Anyhow, Uh, next thing up is Bob Irving retires after 50 years of covering the CFL. He's been the play-by-play guy for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers for the better part of 50 years, and he's going to retire. Well, everybody retires, especially old people. So... It was inevitable. It was better that he retires than he dies. Um, I don't know what else to say. Um, I'm not a huge Bob Irving fan for the simple fact that he's he's, he's as big a homer as what Rod Peterson is. And I know Winnipeg Blue Bomber fans love to defend him, but then so do Ryder fans defend Rod Peterson. So, you know, yeah. Anybody outside of Winnipeg is not going to miss this guy. So, yeah, he's had a good run. Uh, he opens his mouth sometimes when he shouldn't. And so be it. Good on him. Uh, I'm glad that he made it 50 years. I mean, like, that's that's amazing. He's had, a, he's had the same job for 50 years. Uh-huh. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or not. William, what's your take on that one? Well, you, I remember you grew Bob up with listening to Bob Irving. Oh, Bob yeah, Irving. no, no. I remember Bob Irving when I was a kid and when I was a young adult. And and I mean, I left I left Winnipeg 33 years ago, and and he's still doing the same job he did 33 years ago. So he's uh, he's uh, definitely a part of the the Blue Bombers background. And obviously, you know, he's a homer because he's also every uh, bomber team has given him a great cup ring when they've won the great cup. So, 
he's got he's got four of those. So, you know, of course he's a homer. But yeah, in fifty I, years. Yeah, well, okay, it's still better than nothing, Charles. Come on. True. Um, unless um, he was yeah, a writer called. It's funny because he's the voice of the Bombers, and and when a guy's done that for fifty years, who is gonna replace him? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you really wow. kind of uh, yeah. You kind of stuck there, you know what I mean? But hey, whatever. Hopefully, he has a nice retirement and lives happily ever after. <laughs> he does. He is a pretty knowledgeable guy on sports. I will give him that. But yep. he is a bit of a homer. He is a bit of a homer. I actually do remember him quite a bit from when I was growing up because I remember when um, they were doing uh, the CFN, the Canadian Football Network, when it was syndicated uh, after C- CTV dropped uh, the um, the CFL broadcast and then they came in with the CFN, which was a I think done by Global or somebody like that anyways, but he was one of the main play-by-play guys on TV for them. So he was on quite on TV quite a while uh, doing play-by-play. So um, I do remember him doing that growing up. And then, of course, uh, his work with the Bombers. Um, and I agree, he was quite, quite a homer, and uh, he still is. If you've ever followed him on Twitter, he is the ultimate homer because he never says anything bad about the Bombers. He's a, a total bomber. I mean, let's face it, he's a play-by-play guy for the team, so you would expect him to be a, a bit of a homer. But, yeah, he's had some Twitter wars but, with some but, people over the years. But go on. Charles. I know what you're going to say, but go ahead. Guys in BC, supposed to be a partial. play-by-play guys in B.C. Are not, are not homers. Ooh. They crash the Lions all the time. Mm. Yeah, they do. But, but, well, but, who, but who wouldn't right but, now? Look at their record. No, 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 no. But have they been have they been doing it for fifty years? No. What trashing the Lions? Or have they been the played by play guy. by that long? Play no, by those, play they, guy. they're not even they've fifty years old. 50 years. Well, there you go. So. When we had Tom Larshai doing color for the Lions, he was a complete homer. Uh, Julio Caravetta can be a homer at times. I'm not going to sit here and say he's not, because he can be. It's it's pretty obvious. But of course. Maybe not. Maybe not to the extent that um, not to the extent that uh, Bob Irving is. But I mean. Every time you see it, because I've listened to a lot of the CFL games on Sirius, uh, and it's normally the home team broadcast uh, that does. I mean, yep. the Ryder guys are the worst. The Ryder guys are embarrassingly um, biased and Homer-like. Uh, but yeah, I listen to them, and pretty much all of them, they definitely have a slant towards the home team. I, I don't think that's abnormal. Hey Christopher, if anybody if anybody was ever to listen to this podcast, do you think they would think that you're a Saskatchewan fan? Uh, no. No. Okay. No. So, no. No. You're a bit of a no. You're a bit of a homer Just like yourself, they, just like believe. they wouldn't think you're an Eskimo fan either. That is correct. 
So um, we're all homers in a sense. Let's face we, it. We are, but you know what? I, I, I call a spade a spade. I mean, I, I'll call the Lions out when they're, they're playing like shit. And they, they have not been playing good football for the last two months, and I'm kind of disgusted with them. No, they haven't. Now, does that sound like the words of a homer? Well, yeah, but, I mean, state the obvious, okay? You can tell <laughs> by the, the record they're not they very good. At the same time, you but, also pick yeah. them to beat Calgary. That does. So but, right. but, so, but they, they, they might beat Calgary this week. They might, okay? They need to. So they which might, is a sure. possibility. They, they might beat anyone um, they play every week. And the, yeah, but and see, the when they played Winnipeg, I didn't pick PC, did I? The, no, you did not. I did. Christopher, the biggest difference between you and Bob Irvin is is you can say things about the BC Lions all you want, but Bob Irvin has to go into their dressing room every day, okay? And yep. he probably, he's, a, he's an old man now. He probably doesn't want to get beat up, okay? He also works for a radio station that uh, gets paid money from advertisers for Bombers games, and I don't think it's great yeah. advertising to have anyone investing uh, – Money on a guy that cr- that trashes the home team all the time. I never Correct. said trashing the home team all the time. I'm just saying, be honest. Okay, your integrity is more important than anything. And if it, it and, yeah, and but you know what? I believe in Don Cherry. Okay. And he says what he means. He has the integrity to say what he means and mean what he says. And if it cost him his job, it cost him his job. And he did, and it did. I, I have mm-hmm, a right. lot more respect for him than I do for Bob Irving. Okay. I mean, I mean, it is what it is, man. I mean, you think, you think, uh, for the last, uh, before 2019, for the last 28 years, do you think anybody believed that Bob Irving thought Winnipeg was a good team when they hadn't won a great cup in that many years? Come on. So. I, I, I bet you he wouldn't say shit if his mouth was full of it if it had a Winnipeg Blue Bomber logo on it. Well, whatever. <laughs> I mean, how many times have we seen Rod Peterson picked the Saskatchewan Rough Riders to win the Grey Cup when they were the worst fucking team ever. My team uh, pretty much year. does it every year. Every year. And he's not even being paid by them anymore. Am I in trouble here, Charles? But yeah, I know. Here's, here's uh-huh. the pick them for this week. Is that what you're talking about here? I was just shocked that there's actually two people picking the Lions to beat Calgary. I thought it would be a sweep. Uh, yeah, yeah, I understand that, but I'm, I'm surprised that it's an entire sweep for the Hamilton Tigers Cats to beat the Argos. No kidding. And I, I mean, uh, Toronto's ahead of Hamilton in the standings, but they all stayed Hamilton. Hmm. And, and I'm surprised four out of six, six, four of six, six picking the Alouettes. Wow. Yeah. Saskatchewan maybe, sweep over may, Edmonton. Maybe, Nobody's surprised. Maybe they've seen McGuire play before. You never know. That's it. All he has to do is hand off the ball. That's true. 
and he doesn't really even have to do that. Wildcat. Uh, Here's the shocking okay. thing here. BC wins this week, then all they got to do is win next week, and they're in the playoffs, believe it or not, even with the four or five straight losses. Right. Well, it, no, Calgary's got to lose the last game again. No, they don't. No, they don't. If BC wins, they'll be tied with Calgary, and they'll have the season series. If BC, so if BC wins, wins this week, they're tied two, with Calgary. No, we're not. Are we not? We're, I thought we, we, have were... four, we have four wins. Calgary has six wins. We need to catch oh, them mistake. up. We need two. We need two BC victories and two two Calgary losses. No. Sorry, my mistake. BC, I thought they were only two does, points who back. Does BC, who does BC play besides Calgary? Edmonton. Ed, yeah, wow. we play Edmonton in, in week sixteen, and Calgary so the, plays so the, Winnipeg. So the so the so the tough game is this week for BC. If they beat Winnipeg or if yep. they beat Calgary, they're going to make the playoffs. Trust me. No, because uh, yeah, they, Calgary's got to win lose. But Calgary's playing Winnipeg. Yeah, Winni- so. Calgary's playing Winnipeg. That's right. In Winnipeg. Yep. No, in Calgary. Sorry, in Calgary. Yeah, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't care which team you are. Saskatchewan is very beatable. Yeah. And then in any particular game on any particular day, there you go. So Calgary can catch Saskatchewan, but I don't think so. Okay? Only because Saskatchewan plays Edmonton this week. Okay? Yeah. That's the only only reason why I'm saying that Saskatchewan's not catchable. BC can catch Calgary and get a playoff position. Have to win this week. If they win this week, it's doable because they got to beat Edmonton and Winnipeg has to beat Calgary. Also, high possibilities. So I would not write off the Lions right now. No. I won't write them off until Saturday morning. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean I mean Calgary has not played that well this year. They've been trending up, but they come they're coming off a bye week, so you never know who's gonna show up. Yeah. And, yeah, and that bye week my luck time screw you. Yeah, and with my luck, uh, Mr. Four Interception Bo Levi Mitchell might show up. Okay. And I would be happy with that. I'd be fine with that, yeah. And the four one the four interception game was against the Lions, so just saying. Yep, that's correct. I mean, let's face facts. It it the BC Calgary games have been close this year. They have been. Well, the second one, well, not the last one, wasn't that close. And actually, the first game wasn't really that close either. The Lions beat them pretty good in the first game, if memory served me correctly. They haven't really been that close. Maybe this one will be the close one. Okay. Um, We got like three minutes left in the show. Uh, We got the power rankings to do. Winnipeg in first, Saskatchewan in second. Bullshit. Toronto in third, Calgary four, Hamilton five, Montreal six, BC seven, 
Edmonton eight, Ottawa nine. I, I bottom three are pretty I, you know accurate. What? Well, are they? I don't care. Let's. Uh, why don't we not talk about that and talk about something more important? Like what? Christopher, did you watch last Sunday? Did you watch? Oh fucking a! I did. Um, <laughs> I, I was. Oh, I, I, I. I'm not going to say I was disappointed. The hype didn't live up to its show. It, Never it, it does. didn't live up Never to the does. hype. Never does. But 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 the daughter but the daughter was at her best. Okay. Oh, Beth, Beth, oh, my God. In a world full of Karens, be a Beth. Yeah. Okay. The, the woman was amazing, okay? Um, I, I'm kind of sad Rick's house burned down. Yeah, whatever. Spoiler alert for any Yellowstone fans who have not wor- watched the first two episodes. You've watched two of them, Will, or just one? Both, both, yes, both. Okay, okay. If you haven't watched the first two episodes, these are spoiler alerts here. Um, it, it, it did come out of left field on who who was the attacker on the Duttons. Yeah, I know. I, I, didn't, uh, really, we'll... I, I didn't really feel that coming. Although no. there was something in my nagging, nagging in the back of my head that the Becks had something to do with it, even though they were dead. And they kind of did. Yeah, yeah I think the whole series is going to be about them getting revenge, and they're just going to kill everybody. So I kind of like that kind of entertainment sometimes, but not really. Uh, well, it's, I think this new woman that replaced the, the black woman from uh, uh, Market yeah, Equities, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I think she's going to, she's, she's got the philosophy that you catch more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. Yeah, I agree. I think we're into the last yeah, minute. Might... Yeah, we are. I'm watching it. Okay. Um, let's talk CFL podcast episode number 462 is in the books. I've been your host, Christopher Jones. And uh, we're going to watch some football this week. Five games coming up before we talk to you guys again. 30 seconds left in the show. Charles, you get Starting to tomorrow. Good night. Yes, good night, Starting folks. Thanks for days. listening, and we will talk to you next week. William, up to you. Wrap it up. Good, good night, everybody. Uh, one last time this year. <laughs> go, Stamps, go. Crush those Lions. Yeah, 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 yeah. I really thought Monica was going to die, you know? <laughs>